Beardy billionaire Barrow boy Sir Alan Saccharin has gathered together 22 of the brightest stars in the business of Formula One. They'll all be put through Sir Alan's rigorous testing process. One by one, the underperformers will be eliminated until the F1 apprentice is found. This week's task was a tough one, and many of the candidates have struggled to get to grips with the challenge and must now face Sir Alan in the boardroom. What have you done? You've completely failed to follow the task I set you. You were supposed to qualify on pole, lead into the first corner and win the race. Instead, you were 24th on the grid, two places behind your teammate. You ran into a super curie at the first corner, stalled your bloody car in a bit, and then when you did get going again, you finally reached the flipping circuit, you spun off on cold tyres, you mishugginer. You're a bloody liability. You're a lightweight. And for that reason, Christian Albers, you're fired. Gareth Jones, on speed! Hello, and welcome to another Gareth Jones on speed. I'm the on speed bit, and these two are... I'm Zog. I'm Richard Porter. Men, did we enjoy the Barcelona Formula One race, or didn't we? Loved it. What was yes. your f- favourite bits, anyone? Yeah, that was very reserved. You, no, were, I, I, you were on the phone to a mate all the time. Though, no, my you? brother rang me from Australia and went, uh, I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm watching the Grand Prix. And he went, oh, right, I'll call you back. And I said, no, 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 because, no, you know, it, he's calling all the way from Sydney. So we carried on talking, but every so often during the conversation, I was going, ooh, <laughs> ah, whoa, no way. And he was like, what is going I'm going to put it on TV here, so at least I know to expect when you go, ah, like when uh, Heifelt's wheel nut came off. With oh, nice. Stuff. Catch by the Toyota mechanic. That was brilliant. There were actually a lot more incidents like that than there were overtaking. Yeah. There were wheels falling off. There were you know there were fires in the pit. Yeah. You know, but despite that, it was a fantastic race from a you know, from a racing point of view. Mm. Massard was just spectacular. I thought really. Never was he at his most spectacular zog when he left the pit lane with um, what seemed to be the interior, the mechanicals of his Ferrari on fire and the flames oozed out through those cooling gills you know those sort of shark like slats they have down the side of the sideboards these days mm. and the flames if you saw it on television it was beautiful never have I seen an, a better example of, of you know F1 is on fire and he tore out the flames breathed it wasn't like the thing was on fire it was like breathing fl- have I gone on about this a bit much do you think I think we, we've got I think we've point. done it we've, we've, done, we've the done the fire I'm a Welshman yeah, it was a very Welsh image it looked like a dragon to me I fell in love for a moment <laughs> it looked like it was running on coal and um, <laughs> no that was it was a great moment for the first time this season Michael Schumacher in the pits hi I was, was in the area I just thought I'd call in <laughs> and that, was, it was, that, was, that was bizarre but they just can't get rid of him because at the, uh, the last race wasn't it he was uh, Michael was on the phone yeah made a, put, put a mobile <laughs> phone call into Massa when he's on his way to the podium hola Felipe Dacqui hello Felipe Michael here we were just wondering how many world championships have you won what was it seven? What? No! Oh no, wait, that was me. Sorry to bother you. Bye! It's extraordinary. But I thought, no, that's one thing, calling him on the phone, but, but actually being there in the pits, and he was on the pit wall with Jean Tom mm. and everyone else. And Kimmy's gone out, so the poor Massa's out there on his own, trying to hold it together, keep the lead. And he's got Michael on the pit wall. Unbelievable. Felipe, hi, Michael again. Well done on your record 91st win in Spain. What? Oh no, wait. That was me. Bye. 
on the positive side, though, uh, Michael was not a fashion disaster, and there's always the danger when he's not in, you know, racing driver mode. When he's out of the overalls, there's there's always the risk of that, you know, some kind of very bad hat or shirt thing have you, happening. Have you seen Michael in cowboy boots? It's a bit of a worry. He rides a Harley across America. He's got a big yes. Stetson. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a bit of a worry. I thought but that was his brother. No, no, oh, no. So no. Uh, no, no I, I see what you're getting at here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeans yeah. tucked into the boots, maybe. I yeah. think he has seen Brokeback Mountain, but that's, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Haven't we all? No, M- Michael in the in that sort of white tight. Ferrari shirt was a bit of a worry, don't you think? The sort of floral thing. Oh no, that was that was, that was the previous day. The sort of the, like the sort of the slightly see-through floral shirt. See, Michael leaves Formula One, and we're talking about his clothes. I mean, you know, even people who don't know about Formula One know about Michael Schumacher. Mm, yeah, so, I, I, you know, his life has got an awful lot less interesting if you know yeah. if this is what we're talking about. But now. did you see? I think Willie Weber, his manager, said that he will earn as much this year from endorsements and commercials as he did last year from racing. Well, but, Which but, is but, extraordinary. But but, he, but that has always been, or at least for for most of his career, correct me if I'm wrong. But it's um, endorsements and sponsorship was always a, a big, big part of uh, Michael's income, and he was always, I think, making. Uh, he was very shrewd mm. in, in exploiting his uh, his popularity. Yeah, but I think now with that pesky racing business out of the way, much really... more time to make appalling TV adverts. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's just strange. His, his career has just changed, where he's become a, a media. Entity rather than a racing driver. It's uh, this. Let's see how it pans out. Whether it'll be hello and welcome to Richard and Michael. Yeah, yes. Jesus, well, so we'll just have this chat show. With him. Yeah. So tell me about your new single. He's the Linda Barker of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> with a funny wobbly voice. Oh no, I'm thinking of Schumacher doing the national lottery. <laughs> Release the balls. And the first ball out <laughs> could have been out of the thing a little bit quicker. I think if we shave a, a little bit of the aerodynamics of one side of the ball, it will. Be more well, you efficient. think he'll be giving feedback notes on the setup of the machine? Almost certainly, yeah. And he'll insist because there are like four lottery machines that you can choose from, aren't they? Mm, uh, yes, they've yeah, all got different names. Merlin and you, what you know. I don't know what I, I, you're gambling, man. Eh? Yeah. No. And, and um, um, Michael will insist on having the quickest of the four machines, of course. <laughs> of course, the one with the latest parts on it. Beardy billionaire Barrow Boy Sir Alan Sakharin has gathered together 22 of the brightest stars in the business of Formula One. They'll all be put through Sir Alan's rigorous testing process. One by one, the underperformers will be eliminated until the F1 apprentice is found. This week's task is to get the best media reports from the Spanish Grand Prix, and the candidates now face Sir Alan in the boardroom. So, uh... Good task, was it, eh? Who, uh, who got the most press attention at Barcelona, then? Fernando, was it you? No, Sir Alan, it wasn't me. Lewis Hamilton, surely it was you. The press love you more than anybody, don't they? Uh, no, Sir Alan. So tell me, then, who bloody did get the most press in Spain? Uh, it was me, Sir Alan. You? You're not meant to be here. You're... F- no, wait a minute. Michael Schumacher, you're retired. Gareth Jones on speed. Yeah. Yeah. And still with the Spanish Grand Prix, uh, there were some fairly interesting aerodynamic bits uh, crop- popping up on some of the cars. The most famous of them all, I suppose, is the new upper 
plane, the upper element, to the front wing on the McLaren. On the uh, is it the MP twenty four thousand? I forget what it is. The number twenty two four. It's MP three players. Something M four A. Yeah. So yeah, sort of gentle arc over the yeah. between the end plates. Yeah, there, a br- the top of the nose. Br- bridging those two yeah. end plates, and it's it, uh, to me, to, it, it, it's there not just to create downforce at the front. They don't have any problem generating downforce anymore. It's there to unless you Honda. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, it's there to manage the airflow over the, the whole car. And, you know, a, an element like that, I can't believe we haven't seen it before that anyone else has yeah, done Yeah, no, that. I, you think that if it's, if it's within the rules, why hasn't somebody done that kind of thing before, maybe at Monaco? But you know, this which... is what baffles me about Formula One aerodynamics. When you say, why hasn't everyone done it before? Mm. But you look at the sort of cyclical nature of the aerodynamics. Everyone went high nose. Yeah. Then they went low nose again. Yeah. Why? Why yeah. is it that they went, oh, high nose is clearly the best solution. Now, the fundamental shape of the cars didn't change between them then going back to low nose again. It's not like when, you know, they moved the cockpits back in sort of, mm. what, 92, 93. Yeah. Why are they doing this? Is it like everybody goes, oh, hang on a minute, this was a rubbish idea. I don't know why we wasted half the season on it. It's really strange. I, I wonder if there's a slightly complicated interplay between between different bits of the car and, you know, and, and something will happen along the lines of, a, you know, a new gearbox design becomes yeah. popular and you know and the back of the car tends to take a certain shape and that then has a knock-on effect that means that they want to do something slightly different with the airflow at the front of the car and so everyone does that thing and yeah. then when the new gear you know you have mm. to think of the car as a whole thing these days and the front wing is like i said not just for generating downforce but for managing stuff over the whole car but the thing uh, we have to take into consideration is that the the regulations regarding front wings have changed over the last few years uh, yeah. when the height of the uh, front wing was set higher there was a benefit in bringing the nose a little bit lower, closer to the wing, bizarrely, mm. apparently. But um, coming back to this McLaren wing, right? you know, uh, cars have had some great nicknames for their aerodynamic appendages over the years. Do you remember the yeah. twin towers that were on the, on the Jordan the, and, and the Sauber? The yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, the, the, there was the there was aerodynamic oh, towers. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the stand-up wings. Stand-up yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Twin yeah. towers. Uh, yeah. We had the, do you remember the, uh, the Williams BMW Walrus? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I've got a name for the McLaren. Uh, handlebar moustache the potato peeler oh he's good okay, I he's can good see that. I can see that yeah it's a potato peeler isn't it, it is yeah. yeah one of those double handle ones you're not the one the longitudinal but the transverse variety I've got actually got a nickname for the front wing on the uh, Honda oh what's that the bag of Uh, Actually, talking about the Honda front wing, uh, you know, Honda tried these little aerodynamic winglets to manage the airflow over the front of the car. Did you see them? Did you see the pictures of them at Barcelona? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They went in a little bit. They were described in in two ways. One person described them as Dumbo's ears. (laughs) They're like that, you know, Dumbo's ears. Uh, And and another person described them as Jar Jar Binks. Oh, Actually, talking really of um, aerodynamic <laughs> and design wackiness as well, uh, at Barcelona at the uh, at the testing, mm. the McLaren sprouted an extra set of door mirrors, or wing mirrors. What do you call them? They're not wing mirrors. Not wing door, mirror. door mirrors. Pod, pod mirrors. <laughs> sprouted doors on which they put mirrors. It had two work. sets, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think they were testing them out for the FIA. That's what was oh. happening there. They were asked to try out new positions for double wing mirrors and stuff to see what the effect yeah. was. Interesting that the Renault mirrors appear to be on the side pods, and they're kind of... Did you notice? Yeah, on the inside of those vertical planes. Yeah, whereas, you know, usually you've got your mirrors mounted on the body, basically Mm. just sprouting out. 
the yeah. re- the Renault mirrors are coming in from the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know don't, what, know what, don't know what the benefit of that is, but with maybe te- they don't either. <laughs> no, hang on, I'm thinking of Honda. F1 is a technology formula, right? We're having problems at the moment sighting mirrors in positions where drivers can see what's going on. They're all complaining about it. The mirrors are too small, they're in a bad position. You know, all the aerodynamic appendages on the side pods make it very difficult. It's about time that we had webcams on the cars. Or just use all the cameras on the cars. Little and reversing cameras. Yeah, you know, like, like some exactly. Of aftermarket things you can add. Have a heads-up display on the visor of the driver's helmet, so he could have you know three sixty-degree chameleon-like like a, visibility. Like, like those fighter pilots have, where they can fire yeah. missiles by looking at things. Yeah, the, that's never right. never look at your own <laughs> legs in like an Apache helicopter gunship. Or ah, oh! I just looked at my house. Damn. Is there going to be a danger of information overload here for drivers? You know, yeah. if they, you know, you, you've got so much going on. If you're, you know, if, you, if you're giving them a little information on the display, is that, that going to be too much for them to deal with? You know, it's uh, it's okay if you're driving a road car and if you had, a, you know, if you have a head okay display. when you're driving a road car because I've tried even cars with those reversing cameras, um, and I think they flip the image because you're used to looking in a mirror and your brain can't process the idea of left and right being... Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, explaining this incredibly yeah. badly. It behaves well, no, like... A, hang on. You're, you've you're learnt talking? to reverse using a mirror, yeah. using the reverse or, image, or, and you know, if you then get presented with the, yeah. the non-reversed image, the non image, going, no, it confuses you. Now, what you've got here is what's called reverse scan, you see. If the image is flipped backwards, it mm. behaves like a mirror. If it's like a television, it's going to be wrong. So yeah. you, have to be, you really need to be able to make that choice on the screen. However, the people who are least likely to make an error reversing a car with a webcam and mirrors in reverse scan, puppeteers. Yeah, I, I, always, I always have a puppeteer in the car with me. I do, for as those well. tricky Keith Harris moments. was optional on the Lexus LS460 <laughs> uh, as a reversing aid. And do you know what puppeteers? You know, puppeteers, tell me, tell me. These guys go. who operate the big puppets, like uh, like the Spitting Image puppets or, yeah. or Gilbert on Get Fresh, oh, okay. right? Yeah. Colleague, yeah. They've got their hand up; they're doing the mouth. Yeah, the other yeah. hand is doing the arm. They've got a monitor on their and their knees, which they're looking at, and the image is flipped. So it behaves like a mirror, so they can have complete control yeah. and go the right way. They would never mess up a car reversing with a reverse scan that monitor. That's all I'm saying. Right. There, there you go, folks. Keep That's a, it. Keep a puppeteer in the car at all times. <laughs> That's it. This was Gareth Jones on Speed. This was Richard. Say goodbye, Richard. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Zog. Goodbye, Zog. And uh, I was Gareth Jones. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Philippe, hi. Michael again. Yes? Just to say, well done on making a series of excellent and in no way embarrassing TV adverts this year. What? Oh, no, wait. That was me. Uh, No, it wasn't. (laughs) Gareth Jones on speed was designed for aerodynamic efficiency at low Reynolds numbers and was made by Whizbang.